So in this podcast, what I want to talk about is um, the art of learning a new skill, right? We've all been in that scenario where we've wanted to learn a new skill, um, whatever it is, whether it's cooking, whether it's driving, whether it's flying a plane, whether it's, you know, driving a boat, whether it's, you know, getting good with DIY stuff at home, whether it's learning how to fight, learning self-defense, learning martial arts, learning how to dance, um, more towards my side, like music, singing, rapping, being a music producer, whatever it is, right? There's a, there's a thousand to millions of skills out there that we've all looked at and thought, wow, I want to learn this. I want to become good at this skill. And the thing that you need to understand is it's very easy to say you want to learn a skill and it's very easy to just imagine yourself good at it, right? You can just imagine yourself being good at that skill, right? If I wanted to learn martial arts, I could just imagine myself as a black belt already. All I have to do is stick on the TV, right? Or, or go on YouTube, watch loads of videos of people who are really good at martial arts and just picture myself doing that. And it's, it's so easy to do, right? We can all just sit there, fantasize, dream and picture things. But whether we actually make it happen or not is another question. And I think this is where a lot of people struggle when it comes to learning skills, right? I'm actually pretty good at learning skills, right? I've gone from below average to above average in a variety of different areas in my life, which involved me learning different skills, which are, of course, dependent on that area of my life. And what it comes down to is fundamentals. I think there's millions of ways you can learn a new skill in terms of, you know, at a micro level. But on a more macro level, when you think about the fundamentals of what you actually need to actually be into place to learn a new skill, that's when the story is different. And I think a lot of people, they focus too much on the micro elements and they forget about the macro. And this is what causes them to even fall off the wagon or, you know, plateau really early and not know what to do when they plateau and they really struggle right people really struggle to learn a new skill i'm 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 in this as well right there have been particular skills that i've attempted to learn and i have fallen off the wagon and given up and just you know never learned the skill in the end because of that reason right so i've been there before right i know exactly how it feels but i also know how it feels to really learn a skill and get really good and create and produce above average results using that particular skill that you've learned, right? So I, I've been on both ends. I know how this all works, right? I've really, really practiced this in a, a multiple amount of areas of my life and I've seen different things and different patterns and I've spotted things, right? And I think it's a really, really valuable thing to, to take into consideration to learn. So what I want to really talk about is the fundamentals of what needs to be in place, right, when you're learning a new skill. And I'm going to focus this podcast more on the macro level of things, right? The micro level is definitely really important, right? The unique and individual strategies you decide to take, it's going to be very, very unique to your characteristic. But as we'll come to in a minute... 
as long as you're covering the macro elements of this all, your micro elements will pretty much just fall into place. There's so many different avenues for you to go into, right? Everyone learns skills differently. But the commonality is everyone who learns skills successfully always follows the fundamentals. Okay? They always follow the fundamentals. So we can break this up, right? When we're talking about the macro elements and what you need, we can really break this up into different kind of traits that you need to really be showing and portraying. We all have these traits, right? <clears throat> but it's important that we actively are aware of them. So the first trait, which is really important, is passion, right? This new skill that you find, you need to be passionate about, okay? It needs to really come from inside. You're not just doing it for money. You're not just doing it because it looks cool. You're not just doing it to impress people, right? You're doing it because you genuinely actually enjoy it. It's a skill that if you were to learn it <clears throat> and if you were to show people this new skill you've learned, if they all thought that, you know, well done, you're good at the skill, but it's not really my cup of tea, you're still okay with that, right? You're still okay with that. And in fact, you're still really happy. That's what I mean by passion, okay? This needs to be something from deep within, the thing that gets your heart pounding, the thing that keeps you going, the thing that wakes you up in the morning, the thing that you can't wait to do, right? The thing you've always imagined yourself doing, the thing that you can't stop thinking about, you obsess over it. This is what I mean by passion. The reason why it's so important that the passion is there is because, is purely because this is what's going to keep you at it, right? This is what's going to keep you at the skill. This is what's going to keep you in the process. It's going to get hard. It's going to get difficult. It's going to get challenging. But if you enjoy it, then you will enjoy the challenges. Whenever things get rough, whenever things get difficult, whenever things get hard, you're, you're still going to enjoy it. You're still going to plow forward because you have that passion, right? You have that passion. And so you're still going to make this happen. I think there's a lot of people in this world who they try to do something. They try to learn a skill primarily because they just focus on the outcome. They just want the money associated with it. They just want the results associated with it. There's some kind of outcome that they're hoping for when learning this skill that is it's usually to do with the opinion of others, um, but <clears throat> whatever it is, there's some kind of outcome that's dependent on other people's opinion of them, right? And the problem with this is it leads to a variety of bad places, right? <clears throat> the first place it can lead to is, like I said, without this genuine passion, when things get hard, when things get challenging, when things get difficult, because they will... Right When learning a new skill is not easy, it is going to get really, really difficult. It's going to get hard, right? You're going to be practicing and it's going to get to a point where you're, where you're going to think to yourself, why am I doing this? I've been practicing so much and the progress is just, is so little, so minimal. And it's just, you know, this is such a long process. This is so tough. I never knew it would be this difficult. You know, people on YouTube make it look so easy. People on TV make it look so easy. Just saying it is so easy. Why is it so hard? And the problem is, is 
when you're just focused on the outcome, for example, if it's just to get loads of money, right? You're hoping this skill is going to get you loads of money or to impress other people. You're just going to go into auto turn up. You'll be like, okay, your body is just automatically going to be like, right, this is just too hard. We've got to find another way. This is just too difficult. We've got to find another way. So that's one bad place you can find yourself in. So you'll fall off the wagon for that reason. Another reason or another bad place you can find yourself in is you won't even begin the process in the first place. Right? Perhaps because someone like myself or someone else has already told you that this is going to be a hard process and it's not going to be easy and it's going to be difficult as hell. Right? It's, it's going to be very, very challenging. And someone's already told you that or you've read it online or you've found that knowledge um, or you kind of just know this already. But whatever it is, you're put off before you've even begun. And again, it's because you wanted some kind of outcome. You wanted money or you wanted to impress other people, right? It, this wasn't a genuinely passionate thing. You were doing it for some kind of external outcome. And so, again, your body just goes into, or your brain just goes into an auto mode of, okay, well, let's find another way of doing this. This is too hard. This is going to be too challenging. This process isn't going to be worth it. You know, I just want to make a quick buck. I just want to be rich. ASAP. I want to be able to impress all of those people around me. I want to get some respect around here. And learning this skill is just going to take too long. By the time I actually get good at this, you know, after putting so many hours and time into it, by the time I actually get good, by the time I'm actually able to make, you know, money off this, by the time I'm actually able to impress people, it, we're talking years, you know, it's not going to be worth it. There's, there's got to be something quicker. Your, your brain will just go into some auto mode of there's got to be a more efficient way of producing that particular outcome that you're looking for. Your brain will just do it. And, 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 and to be honest with you, it's, it's not too far from the truth, that's not entirely wrong to say, right? If you do just want to make a quick buck, if you do just want to be really rich for whatever reason, you might be right. Perhaps learning another skill would be more efficient at getting you that particular outcome. I'm not here to judge. I don't think that's what you should be doing because I genuinely don't think that that's what will make you happy, but you do you, right? You do you. If that's what you want, and you're sure about it, go for it. But th- yeah, you're probably right. There probably are more efficient ways of, of, of getting money and getting some whatever outcome it is that you're looking to get. There probably are more efficient ways of getting. I don't think that'll make you happy, but yeah, like I said, you do you. And there probably are better ways. And the final bad place you can find yourself in is you actually do this. Right, you actually stick at it. You you show the discipline, which is another trait we'll come on to later. You know you you do everything that's required, but because you missed the passion, because the passion wasn't there, you faked it. Right, you faked it. Every step of the way, you faked it. And now you're there, right? Now you're there, and you've learned the skill. You become black belt or whatever it is that you wanted. Right? You're at this place now. Right? You're at this place. You have mastered a skill. The problem is, when you get there, because you didn't have the passion, 
you're A, not going to be able to appreciate it properly. And so you're just going to want more. Right? Or B, you're going to hit like a glass ceiling effect. Where, and it's very similar to the previous point I just made actually, where you're going to want more. Right, the, the getting there is not what made you is not what made you happy, and to be honest with you, that's because your passion wasn't there. Right, you becoming good at this skill isn't actually what was going to make you feel that feeling of happiness and fulfillment. Your heart wasn't there. Your heart was somewhere else. Right, so this actually links into the previous point I made before. Right, it's a very similar bad place to end up in. Right. Because, in fact, in many, in many cases, it's worse. Because you actually, you actually did put in the hours. You, you drained yourself. You really went through the tough challenges. You really experienced, you know, the full depth of this kind of roller coaster ride of mastering this skill. You actually went through all of that. But it turns out that you weren't actually very passionate about it. And you don't actually enjoy it. The classic example of these sort of things is... Um, when a parent forces their child to learn and master a skill. This is the classic example of this kind of thing happening, right? It's when a parent forces their child to learn and or master a particular skill from a young age, right? So it's almost socially conditioned into them as well. I, I saw this happen to many of my friends, right? I saw this happen to many of my friends, right? They were forced to learn skills. They were actually forced by their parents from a young age. And yes, they got good at it. And yes, they mastered it because, you know, it's from a young age, right? And their parents forced them to do it. You know, when we were young, we'd listen to anything our parents would tell us to do, right? And so we got good at it. But the problem is, is when we got good at it, we never appreciated it. I'm not saying this is always the case, but it does happen a lot. Right, and this is this is a similar thing, except it's self-inflicted this time. You force yourself to learn and/or master a skill that you didn't actually have a genuine passion for. Right, <clears throat> so that's that's what happens. Those are the those are the bad places you can end up in, and and it's really really heartbreaking to watch people end up in in those sort of places because a lot of the time it just particularly that last one I mentioned, it just creates a lot of depression, right? A lot of people in this, in this part, they, they feel quite suicidal, right? Particularly when the people in that last category I mentioned, who actually put in all the hours and the work to get there, right? Usually it's because they had some kind, some kind of other outcome in mind, for example, like money, and now they're getting the money, but they're just thinking, wow, A, was this all worth it? They, they could have been a more efficient way. And B, how do I get more money? I just spent so much time fucking mastering this skill. Now, how do I get more money? I want more. Like, all of this time I put in, I want more, right? And it, it, it really does create um, a pathway of depression, right? A pathway of depression. All you had in your mind was you wanted to get to a million. You really wanted to hit a million. Now you're at a million, and now you're hanging around with other people who have a million. Remember, you did this so that you could hang around with millionaires. 
so that you could show all your other friends who aren't millionaires that you're a millionaire and you would impress them. You'd impress the world with your wealth. And now that you're hanging around with other millionaires, you realise that these other guys have now become another social circle for you. And now you, you want to impress them. But the problem is you're kind of, you're now a small fish. You're now a small fish. Right? You're now a small fish. And so it's going to be very tough to impress those new millionaires you made friends with because you might have a million, but... They have 5 million, they have 10 million, they have 20 million. So to impress them, that's going to take a lot more effort. And that, that's, that's your mindset. That's, your, your mind is going to go into auto mode like that because that's exactly why you put any effort in the first place. Was to impress your current friends now. To impress the current situation that right now. To impress all those people around you now. So that's not going to go away. You're now going to hit the next level. And yeah, maybe you might impress all your friends right now and impress everyone around you right now. Yes. Yes, you'll get some more money. Yes, you'll be rich. But it's a constant cycle. It's never going to end. You're, you're then going to get there. And the same thing's going to happen. You're going to have some more, in inverted commas, friends, like another social group. And this exact same thing is going to happen. You're going to want to impress them. And this is what leads to that, that feeling of depression. And this is why a lot of people, they, you know, they're filthy rich, but they get suicidal. is because they, they get lost. They, never, they, they question why they're never fulfilled. Why are they never happy? They, they sit there and think, why am I never happy? Why do I always want more? Why do I always, why do I always want to continue? Why do I always want to impress these people? This is what they think. And then it leads to them thinking, well, what was my purpose to begin with? But what, am I, what am I meant to achieve in this world? I've got nothing left. I'm here. This is what I mean by glass ceiling effect. I'm here and I've got no other layer that I can hit. I know there's more because these guys are worth 20 million. These guys are worth 50 million. These guys are worth 60 million. I know there's more, but I just... You know, they get lost. They genuinely get lost. They have no idea what they're meant to do in this world. Right? They have no idea what they're meant to do in this world. I'll give you the classic example of someone that can end up in this situation. Right? And, and I'll give you my opinion of what this situation is all about. So a classic example is a guy who learns a skill, masters the skill, then opens a business to do with this skill, this, this value that he can now add, right? So he's, he's decided to monetize whatever it is that he's learned, right? He decides to monetize this, make some kind of money out of this because he can now give value to other people, enough value that they will be able to give him money back in exchange for it. And so he creates basis and this business gets big, it gets big, 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 it's worth a million, worth millions. And then he sells it. Why? Because his outcome in the whole time was to just get rich. The whole time his outcome was he just wanted to get rich. And so he sells his company. Because it made him loads of money. You know, if someone offered him, you know, 30 million for his company, he wasn't going to turn that down. And so he accepted it. Because he's probably, you know, because in his mind, because all he cared about was the money, 
the only reason why he learned that skill in the first place was for the money. So he's thinking, well, I want to make this money as quick as possible. This guy's offered me 30 million. Yes, my company could perhaps make more than that in the future and I, I could actually get a much better return than 30 million in the future, for sure. But that's in the future. That's in years to come. I, you know, I can't be asked to wait until then. He's giving me 30 million right now today. I'm going to take it. And this is what causes that depression because then he will then sell the company and that's it. He'll think to himself, right, he'll enjoy that money for a bit. You know, he'll probably buy whatever it is that he wanted to buy, you know, a fancy fucking house, cars, private fucking jet, all of this kind of stuff, right? He'll have all of that stuff and, and the novelty will wear away. He'll enjoy all of it. He'll indulge for a certain period of time, of course. But the novelty will wear away and eventually the indulging, he won't receive that kind of happiness from anymore. Right? It's like when you, when you find out about a new treat or something that you, some kind of food you really enjoy, right? The first time you eat it is absolutely amazing. The second time you eat it is, is still amazing. The third time you eat it, it's great. 20th time you eat it, it's still great, but it's nowhere near as good as the first time that you ate it. Particularly when you eat something over and over again in a small period of time, that, that can happen very quickly. The enjoyment from you eating that meal diminishes. It diminishes very quick, right? And that's because happiness is an internal emotion that we feel inside. The external world only influences it's just stimuli. It's just stimuli to trigger our internal emotions. So that's a classic example. And it's really heartbreaking to watch these guys, right? It's really heartbreaking. But then on the flip side of the coin, you've got another guy who also learned and mastered. We'll say the same skill for argument's sake. I haven't actually defined what the skill is that they learn, but whatever it is, it is. We'll just we'll leave that to be arbitrary. But he also learned and mastered the same skill as that previous guy. Or girl, by the way. Um, and this time, he didn't care about the money. He didn't care about the outcome. So he learned, he mastered the skill. Right, or she learned, she mastered the skill, and they also decided to open a business. In fact, for argument's sake, we'll say it was the exact same business. They also decided to monetize of the skill that they've learned and mastered. Right? Same situation. But the difference is, now when that same buyer, whoever it was before, offers them 30 million, this person says no. This person says no. Yes, my company may never make <clears throat> 30 million, 
And so what you're offering me is great because I may never experience that kind of wealth. Maybe I could, but yes, you're right. It might never happen. But it was never about the money for me. It was about purpose. It was about giving value to others. It was about impacting. It was about playing a role. It was about fulfillment. Not the money. So my company might only be earning a million now. And who knows, maybe the maximum amount it will ever get to is 8 million, 10 million. And so you're 30 mil, man, that's, that's wealth that maybe I would never be able to hit. But it's not about the money. And for argument's sake, let's actually say that that particular market was actually dropping. So let's say for argument's sake that there was no chance. Well, I'm not going to say no chance, but there was a very, very, very tiny chance of him or her actually making 30 million. Right, very, very slim chance because of the way the market was moving. He'll still say no, or she'll still say no. They'll still say no. Because it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the money. It's about the purpose. Now, the same person probably isn't, you know, buying some fancy house as, as fancy as that guy who took the 30 million is. Probably isn't, you know, on private jets as much and all of this kind of stuff. Right? That, that guy on the 30 million is. Right? They're probably living a bit of a different lifestyle. But I can tell you now that they're probably not feeling depressed or suicidal or anything like that because they get to live their passion every single day. It's that passion that gives them the fulfillment, giving value to other people, doing what they love, waking up every morning and actually getting paid and getting money to do what they love. It's like a dream world, right? It's like a dream world. Most people dream of this kind of life, right? Doing what you love and actually getting money for it I remember when I was a kid, um, when I was young, you know, I used to love playing games, you know, video games. Um, I used to love playing Call of Duty. And I remember I used to think to myself, imagine all of this time I've put into this game. You know, my mum used to hate me playing games because, you know, she saw it going nowhere, right? It was literally time invested going nowhere is how she saw it, um, understandably. But as... As, um, you know, as a child, I just cared about all the fun that I was having playing the game. You know, I, I actually really enjoyed it. You know, I used to put a lot of hours into this, uh, as a lot of young people do. And I always used to think to myself, imagine if I got paid for all of this time and effort I've put into this game. Imagine if I actually got money for it. Imagine if there was a way, now I know, you know, here in the UK, you know, it was law for me to go to school. So I had to anyway, whether I liked it or not. But imagine if I could be at school, you know, achieve bad grades because I was spending so much time playing games. But it doesn't matter because I was going to get I was getting paid to play those games anyway. 
So I didn't need to worry about a job because I've now got a job. Imagine if my job was literally playing games and getting paid money for it. So I could pay my rent. I could pay bills. I could pay for food. I could pay for living costs, living expenses. I could have a decent life. And I get to do what I love as well. Imagine that. Now, of course, that was an irrational thought at a young age. I hadn't logically actually thought that through. And my passion wasn't actually games. You know, I kind of, I grew out of that um, very quickly. Um, For some people it is though. And some people do get paid playing games. There were people who I knew when I was that age who were getting paid to play games. And of course, the gaming industry is massive now. It's huge. The gaming industry is a huge industry, huge place to make money. And there are a lot of people making a lot of money from playing games, from all the time and investment that they spend in games. There are actually people who get paid to play the games, right? Now, of course, I grew out of that passion, but some people, they keep that passion. Some people, it's actually a passion, right? Playing games and all that time and investment they're putting into it, it's actually a passion of theirs, right? It's not just... It's not just something to do to kill time. It's not just, it's, um, it's not just leisure time for them. It, it's actually like, it actually means something to them, right? There's a deeper meaning to it. It actually gets their heart pounding more so than anything else in this world. Right? And so that's, that's, that's how I always think of it in my head. Right? That, I, it, for me, when I was young, that was like a dream. Right? But for some people, you know, for me, that dream diminished and just kind of went away because it was really only the outcome that I enjoyed. It was just kind of that, uh, I guess, just kind of the fun moment with my mates was probably the thing that I was really enjoying. I'm not too sure. But whatever it was, I grew out of it. But for some people, they keep that dream there. Right? For some people, that, that dream remains. For some people, that is their dream in this world. Is They just really love games. They love to play games. And if they ever had a situation where they got paid to play games, that would literally be an absolute dream world for them. And there are actually people living that life, right? So that's how I always picture it in my mind, right? That's always, I always give that example, and I like to use that example because I feel like a lot of young kids go through that, that whole gaming phase. I know I did for sure. And I feel like a lot of other, um, a lot of other young people go through that kind of gaming phase as well right it's, it's definitely it's definitely a phase when you know when you're in your, in your teens particularly as a guy right um but yeah but you could take that and you know take that into other things right what if your dream is fixing cars what if your dream is cars what if your dream is planes what if your dream is law you want to be a lawyer you know you love debates there's there's so many different things right there's so many different areas there's so many different dreams that people have everyone has different dreams we have different passions it's what makes us different right so imagine getting paid to do the thing that you love that to me is the goal of this world, doing what you love, providing the value that you want to provide, you know, the value that you actually want to provide, investing your time and effort in a skill that you want to learn, you actually want to, 
right? And making a living off that. If you can make a living off that, if you, then you're doing what you love full time. You're spending 90% or 80% of your life doing what you love. That's a happy life. That's the, that is a happy life. Just saying those words sounds happy. Right? Just saying those words sounds happy. As opposed to the person who just learned that skill just to get the money in the end. Well, what you find is that person is actually spending 80 to 90% of their life doing something that they might perhaps dislike or even hate, but they're only doing it for the money. But they actually hate it, they actually dislike it. So compare those two scenarios, right? One person is spending 80% of their life doing something that they love. The other person is doing 80 to 90%. Is spending 80 to 90% of their life doing something that they dislike or even hate. It's not about the money. Not on a macro level, at least. So passion, very, very, very key for ensuring that you stay on the process, that you keep at it, but more importantly, that you achieve that sense of fulfillment and happiness. Really important. The The next trait that um, I really want to talk about is discipline. Right? Discipline. Discipline's a key one. It's a very key one. Doing things that you might not perhaps want to do at the given time. But you need to do it in order to progress in that skill. Like I said, learning a skill is really difficult, right? The routines can actually get tedious at times, right? Discipline is doing it anyway. That's discipline. And that's really, really key. That's really, really key. There's going to be so many times where you just don't feel like, you know, diving into your craft right now. There's other, there's, in inverted commas, there's better things to do. There's a party going on. There's this, there's that. In other words, you want to invest your time somewhere else than in learning this skill for that given time. Discipline is ignoring all of those other things and investing as much time as you possibly can in learning that skill. So for example, if there's a party going on and the host invites you and all your friends are going to be there and all the cool people are going to be there and you just really want to be there, real discipline would be weighing this up. So thinking, I could go to this party, but what am I going to achieve when I come out of that party? Or that same amount of time, let's say the party goes on for six hours. So that same amount of time, six hours, if I was to spend that six hours into learning or into, into my current craft, into the skill, what could I get out of it? Which one has the greater return? Which one has the return that will make me happier? 
And again, this is where passion comes into play. And that's another thing you'll realise of discipline. The more passionate you are about something, the more passionate you are about a skill, the easier it will be to discipline yourself. But make no mistake about it. Whatever it is, no matter how much you love it, discipline is always a hard thing. Discipline's always difficult. It's always challenging. No matter how much you love a particular skill, no matter how much you love a particular field, discipline's always hard, right? It's just part of life. There's always going to be things going on. There's always going to be things going on. That's never going to change. Discipline is doing whatever it takes, whatever the cost. Making the sacrifices to put in all the time and the effort to learn and master that skill. <clears throat> okay, discipline is really important, man. Really, really important. Should not be underestimated. Should not be underestimated at all. And the final trait that I want to talk about here, although there's, there's many more, I've kind of only gone through the really key ones. The final one is patience. Right? Patience. Patience is very fundamental. This is going to be a very, very long process. Okay? Full of ups and downs. Full of mistakes. Full of failure. Full of failure. You need to be resilient, which is another one. And you need to be open to feedback, which is another one too. But you need to have the patience to experience all of these things and to understand that it's part of the process and to understand that it's going to happen a lot and to understand that it's going to happen a lot in quite a long period of time. But it will be worth it. Hanging in there. Hanging in there and not giving up. Instead, being open to feedback, being resilient, learning from your failures, understanding that it's meant to happen, understanding that every failure that you make, you can learn from, being open to that feedback of understanding where you went wrong, how you could improve, making the 1% improvements. Because if I'm honest with you, progress is going to happen. I mean, it depends on skill, it depends on the individual. There's a lot of variables. But for the average person, for the average person, learning a new skill, it's going to take a lot of time. A lot of time. You're going to fail a lot. More to the point, in terms of actually measuring your progress, in terms of actually seeing your progress, that's also going to happen very, very slowly. That's also going to happen very, very slowly. When I first... Um, when I first got into music and I was, you know, training my vocals and I was learning how to sing, I didn't spot much of a difference. So when I first started, so from week zero, I didn't actually notice much of a difference in my voice and in the progress that I was making with my voice until about week eight, week nine. That's when I saw, and when I say progress, it was the... It was the littlest amount. It was such a small amount, but I knew that it was something. I knew that it was something, and that, that got me excited enough. It was a small amount, 
it wasn't anything significant, you know. I didn't go from week zero to master at week eight, week nine. No, it was the tiniest amount of progress. It was very small. It was like literally a 1% type progress. But it was something. And that excited me enough because I was very passionate about this. I thought, wow, those eight to nine weeks have been absolutely worth it. Because look at me now, I'm 1% better. And I love this skill. And I'm willing to go all the way. I'm willing to put another nine months. Uh, nine months? I'm willing to put another nine weeks, eight weeks, to get 2% if that's what it takes. And true to my word, um, a, a lot of the progress that I saw, you know, throughout the years with my music, it did happen in waves. And I remember I read in a book somewhere. Um, I don't remember what book it was. It was, it was something to do with music. It was some book about songwriting. And in that book, um, it said that progress happens in waves when it comes to music. Right? They said that progress happens in waves. You have a wave of times where you notice you're making loads of progress and then it'll be another few months until you have another wave and that's exactly how it feels and I'm not too sure about other skills but that's how it was for music for the other skills I've learned in my life it's been similar to that it's been similar to that although maybe not as magnified as it was in music but that's probably because when it came to music I literally started from ground zero like absolute ground zero whereas with the other skills I learned in my life there were some fundamentals that I'd covered before deciding to learn that skill whereas when I decided to learn music and learn about music and learn how to sing I was literally at ground zero I was just at ground zero there was no like prior fundamentals I'd already learned it was ground zero. So patience is really important. Patience is really important. And it's another reason why people don't end up learning the new skill they want is because they just don't have the patience. They just don't have the patience. They, they don't want to put in all of that time. They just think it's not worth it. But then that's why I think all of this always comes back to passion. Well, how passionate are you? If you were passionate enough, you'd probably be willing to put in all of that time because it makes you happy. And well, is that not the aim in this world? Patience, very important. It's not gonna be easy, it's not gonna be easy. But if you're patient enough, it'll happen. So those are the macro areas I wanted to cover in this, um, in this podcast. Um, we'll, of course, talk about sort of more micro stuff in further podcasts in next episodes. Um, but in this one, I just wanted to cover some fundamental macro, um, macro level traits that are really important. And if it wasn't obvious enough, I think out of all the ones that I mentioned the key, the key macro trait that you need to show towards this skill is passion. So find that thing that gets your heart 
absolutely buzzing. If you haven't found it yet, that's not a problem. That's not a problem. You know, people fall into things like midlife crises. People, you know, they fall into panic mode when they haven't found it yet. They, they feel lost, all this kind of stuff. You're not lost. You just haven't found that thing yet. You, it is there. It does exist. It's somewhere. Right, you just need to find it. And when you do, when you do, when you find that thing that gets your heart going, do not ignore it. I don't care what it is. Don't ignore it. Go towards it. Go towards it. Do whatever it takes to get to the point where you're doing that thing every day and you're making a living off that. You'll go far. You'll go very far. And I can't even tell you that the knock-on effect that this will have. Right? I haven't even... Like, money is not part of this. Right? Notice I haven't mentioned money a lot. Because money's not part of this. It's about the passion, not the money. But naturally, and particularly depending on the market you go into, naturally, speak, like, you know, naturally anyway, when you're passionate about something, you're going to do whatever it takes to get that skill. Because of all your passion, you're going to put as much time and effort into that thing anyway. You're probably going to choose you know, learning this skill over a lot of parties, over meeting friends and stuff, because you're so damn passionate about this thing. And because you're investing all of that time, you're going to make this thing good. It's going to get really good. And when someone sees something really good and really high value, what do they want to do? They want some of that value. What are they willing to do? They're willing to give you money for that value. So ironically enough, the really passionate people tend to make more money than the people that were just in this for the money anyway. I, it's really ironic, but it's true. Because of all that passion, and that passion is what made them ensure that the quality was at the absolute best. But, yeah, it's not about the money. You would have been happy if you didn't get that much money anyway. When it comes to your true passion. Tell that wherever Go do what you love. Really, really important that everyone does what they love. And they don't end up in a trap of doing things that they dislike or borderline hate just for money. Go out there. Make it happen. Make it happen. Learn a new skill. Do what you've always wanted to do. Done.